Welcome, innovators, educators, entrepreneurs, ecosystem builders, and anyone who's interested in finding fresh ways of doing the work they do right here in Iowa. This is Iowa Innovation, powered by NupoCo and sponsored by Nine Master Good, where we talk to leaders in innovation, education, entrepreneurship. I am your co-host, Rob Merritt. And I am the other co-host, Jessica Abdoni. Jessica, this is the second straight week you've been back on the podcast. You must be kind of starting to like this game. Well, yeah. Well, after several emails from you, texts, and then you're outside my door last night, I had to say yes. I I, I, uh, I believe that uh, persu- that persistence is the best way to persuade somebody. So uh, here we are. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're uh, really, really excited for our guest today. Uh, Alex Kobelfrakes is going to be on today. She's from the Period Agenda. And Alex? has put together a really, really cool app. And Jessica, you're actually a user of it. Uh, Do you want to kind of describe a little bit of what the period agenda does? Absolutely. Well, it goes into detail. It's more than just a uh, period app where you can track your cycle. Alex goes in, her app goes into more in depth about why we feel like crap one day and why on the week after our period, we suddenly feel like Cinderella where we're all like ready for the ball. And she goes into different phases. And honestly, uh, being in my 20s, I have never known all this information that she has provided for us, and uh, it's amazing. Well, all right. Well, with that, let's get into the conversation. Let's innovate, Iowa. Let's let it flow. This show is sponsored by Nine Master Good, Iowa's largest law firm with offices in Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, and Ames. Nine Master's cutting-edge, positive legal approach has helped businesses of all sizes succeed for more than 100 years. So Period Agenda is a startup business. It actually went through the Iowa Startup Accelerator, Mm -hmm. and Alex is doing a lot of work to build it up. And I imagine there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are in a similar situation trying to build a small business from the ground up. And a lot of times there's a lot of legal questions that come up with when you do that, things that you might not even think of. Uh, at, At first you might not think, I don't need an attorney. I'm just getting started and nobody's suing me. I should be totally fine. But the truth is that attorneys like Nine Master Good can help you in a number of different areas. They, uh, they're helping you in more than 70 practice areas, uh, including corporate structure, uh, capital raising, intellectual property protection, uh, tax planning, employee benefits, labor and employment law, uh, government relations, and litigation. And so you never know when you're going to have to deal with those things. And it's better, to, uh, it's better to talk to an attorney beforehand just so you make sure that you know what you could be facing and that you have a plan in place. And that's something that Nine Master Good is very, very helpful in. We've actually had Nine Master Good on the podcast before, and they've talked about some of the areas that they work. And they're, they're fantastic. They're very helpful. So if you want to know more about them, visit NineMaster.com. That's N-Y-E-Master.com to learn what Nine Master Good can do for you. Period. Welcome to the show, Alex. It is so good to have you here. I have uh, I've filmed a couple of your previous appearances. I I remember I was there for your original pitch with the Startup Accelerator, and then uh, and you've been at One Million Cups talking about uh, agenda period. But uh, but this is the first time I've had a chance to talk to you directly about it. So this is this is going to be kind of cool. I've been a spectator up until now. Yay! Thanks for having me. I'm super pumped. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and also um, I I've. I remember at One Million Cups, you were also talking about being a new mom and about how uh, how bringing up your kids is very much a partnership, which is uh, which I am certainly learning uh, <laughs> firsthand right now because I have a, a I have a five and a half month old. And honestly, I have gained such a massive respect for single parents 
because Oof. it is such a difficult task just for me and my wife uh, as as equal partners in it, bringing up a child that like someone who's doing it all by themselves, I cannot even imagine how difficult that is. So like huge, huge respect for that. Um, Cause yeah, it, I mean, for us, it's very much a partnership and very much a, you know, we rely on each other and help each other, which, uh, which I remember you talking about before we had him. So it, it's funny. That's like kind of been in my head a few times uh, as, as we've, as we've been bringing Michael up. I love that. Yeah. It's parenthood is a wild ride. I'm really glad I had my cyclical awareness before I was a parent because there are definitely times of the month that it's much harder to be in mom mode and my husband's deployed right now. So it's just been me and the twins, like hanging out. Oh, so you are doing the single <laughs> mom thing a little oh bit. A little, oh, getting wow. like just a taste of it. Luckily I have got a super great supportive family, but, um, it just really continues to highlight to me the lack of support that women and menstruators have in mm. all of these different mm. facets of our lives. And we deserve a lot better. We deserve a lot more support. For those who don't know, Alex has twins Yay. because she had to be better than everyone else. <laughs> And they are the cutest little oh girls gosh. ever. And they, I don't know how you can keep them apart. Do you secretly mark their the bottom of their foot so you know which one is which? No, once you get to know them, they look nothing alike. And I know I'm their mom, but people, <laughs> like one of them has brown eyes. One of them has clear eyes. One of them has dimples. One of them doesn't. So you can really tell them apart once you get to know them, but it's pretty challenging at first. <laughs> but no, so I never had to mark them just for clarity. I always knew which <laughs> one was which. That's good. <laughs> So I know that you've you've told this story before at One Million Cups, but uh, for for listeners who are not familiar with Period Agenda, um, you've talked about your personal journey that got you to where you realized that uh, that a that your your work and your schedule was very much impacted by your monthly cycle, and b that you wanted to create a product that would help with that. So can you talk a little bit, kind of how a Period Agenda came to be? Yeah, so how we got here, um, accidentally, I would say, because m like most folks may be listening to this, I did not have a good relationship with my period, and I did not start off to be a period enthusiast. In fact, like 10 Does years- any Is anyone a period <laughs> enthusiast? I am, na it. I am now, yeah. but like- I was not before. Um, definitely, like ten-year-old Alex would have been shocked and horrified to know that I was like building a period. You company. got your period at ten years old. Yes, yes, oh that's when gosh. my period started. So um, we're just going right in. Welcome to yeah. the podcast, everybody. <laughs> when did you get your first period, Alex? Because <laughs> this is the first time this has probably ever come up on this podcast. I don't think it's come up before. No, this is new. Ten. Yeah, oh, you poor ten, thing. Ten. So I yeah, I had an early introduction and it was pretty mortified about the whole experience and really did as much as I could to completely ignore my body and my hormones and really didn't know much about it. I was on birth control from around age 17, which is also super common in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I think in general, 85% of women are on birth control at some point of their lives, which really masks your natural hormonal fluctuation. And mm -hmm. there are some good things about birth control. That's not what we're going to talk about today, but I really didn't understand my own body. Um, I had read Elisa Vitti and Christian Northrup when I was in college, like women's bodies, women's wisdom, women code. I'd started to learn about seed cycling and work, um, exercising for the cycle, you know, eating with the cycle. But as any good 20 year old, I completely disregarded the information as soon as it came into my head, just like set that completely to the side. But those seeds were planted pretty early on 
Um, and then in 2018, I started a health coaching company. That was my first foray into entrepreneurship. And through that journey, I started tracking my sales because I was a little bit stuck trying to juggle all of the components of entrepreneurship. So all my small entrepreneurs out there, I see you. It kind of sucks sometimes. But like through that process, I started tracking my sales and I found that I had the highest sales during the ovulation phase of my menstrual cycle. And that was kind of that first spark that eventually would lead to the agenda period. And so why was that? Like, what, what is the correlation between your high sales and your ovulation? Yeah, so there's not been great research studies about this or anything, but the best that we can tell or what we've kind of deduced ourselves is our bodies are primed for reproduction during ovulation. So we send off different hormones. We send off different chemicals. Our faces are the most symmetrical. Typically, women and menstruators will feel super confident or feeling mm -hmm. themselves during that time. And so it makes it harder to say no to you. <laughs> during that time and I was like dang that's pretty so I just like saw I had this this spreadsheet and I was highlighting all my sales in green and I kept seeing these clumps together with like all this white space in between like representing my sales and I, I highlighted them green for money obviously money coming <laughs> into my company um and I was just like holy shit, this is kind of cool can I say of course, yes. Okay. Yes. I was like, um, <laughs> wow, like this is mind blowing. And then as a, a person who loves data and as a, a business person, you know, I was like, man, we should really be thinking about working smarter, not harder. I should learn how I can work with my body. I'm curious, is there anything else besides this connection with ovulation? And I found pretty much everything felt easier or more challenging depending on when I did it in my cycle because our hormones are fluctuating and our hormones impact our mood, our physiology. They literally impact everything about who we are. I am a user of your app and someone who got their period when they were 12. And I remember, it's kind of like, you know, when people say, do you remember what, like the day of, of some tragic event that happened? Everyone's like, of course I knew where I was. <laughs> that is exactly what it was like when I got my uh, period was I remember the day and my dad had to come pick me up at school mm -hmm. and he was my dad is very supportive and he was trying to give me a lecture not a lecture but just be like it's okay it happens to everyone I was like no let's never talk about this ever again mm -hmm. but I used your app and it's funny because I always I knew like the physical thing of why women menstruate what it means but never the hormones and so your app at the bright age of like in my early 20s I finally figured out that oh that one week where you feel sane but the rest of the, like, it's, it, the rest of the time, I always wanted to know why I was always, like, why is some days where I'm, like, so tired, but then, like, the week after my period, I feel like a brand new woman, and it was, it's just all these phases, and it's, like, you know, you've had your period for almost, like, half your life by that point, and you had no idea, so I want to thank you so much. I love it. That gives me, like, so <laughs> choked up. Like, that is so oh cute. No. <laughs> so, so how does the app work? Like, like walk people through kind of how it functions and, and, how, and how people can use it. Yeah, so we lay out the deep dive of each of the four phases, which is super different than the other products on the market. Most apps focus on estimating your period and then maybe predicting ovulation. And literally, it's kind of like a blank circle the rest of the time. But the agenda period, you start by putting in your own cycle information if you know or you say, I don't know, and you can mark, I started my period. Period. And so then when you log into the app each day, it shows you what phase you're in. It shows you a deep dive of the phase. So it might show, hey, you may be a little bit tired today. Maybe you're feeling like this or this. Here are some ways that you can focus your work today. Here are some projects that you could focus on. And it gives suggestions on what may feel most aligned with your hormonal fluctuation. 
Then there's a ton of content in the app, which we're constantly updating to give people additional deep dives on products, on services, mm -hmm. on different pieces of material that they can use to improve their entire cycle. And then it actually connects to your Google Calendar. So even if you're someone who's not in the app every single day, just like she was saying, like, why was I feeling like this? Up, down, all around. We connect it to your Google Calendar and we put a little tip in there. Hey, remember, you're in the luteal phase today. You may feel like X, Y, Z. So if you're opening up your calendar for the day, you're prepping for your meetings, you can say, okay, I know I th this is not locking me into a box, but here are some things to kind of watch out for. Here's some things that may be going on. How can I give myself some additional support today so that regardless of what is going on, now I know it, I don't feel crazy, and I can work with it. Because yeah. I think that's what happens consistently is we feel we are, we're taught and we're told consistently that women are crazy or yes, hormonal. or absolutely. Like, and you're like, oh, you're so hormonal, like with a side eye, meaning like you're off your rocker. Yeah. <laughs> or are you on your period? Mm -hmm. No. I, when when like, we're having like valid emotions, like, are you on your period today? Oh. Uh, Maybe, but that's none of your business. <laughs> Possibly. And this, is, and this is still valid, even if I am on my period. Yeah. It gives such an insight and it makes you feel more normal. Like, it just like, it just, it validates what you're feeling because then you just think, I've been to the doctor, I'm like, I am like d crazy at this time. They're like, oh no, it's just like, you know, your cycle and I got like a blank over, but your app really informs women so they don't feel like that something's wrong with them. It's it's something that is, you know, mother nature. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but y women are more clumsy on certain types of like on their period, they get clumsy. I thought seriously, like I was having like something happening with my brain I was falling into tables and I was like your app was like no you're just more clumsy on your period or I was like oh my gosh did not know that there are certain times we're more prone to get sick versus other times of the cycle there are certain times we may feel more tired there are certain times we may be more prone to insomnia mm -hmm. and the thing that makes it challenging is that men's hormones repeat every 24 hours that hormonal pattern repeats so you you all have a hormonal pattern but it is a quicker cycle every 24 hours women's hormonal cycle is 28 to 35 days so there's nothing wrong with either pattern but the entire world is oriented around how men's bodies mm -hmm. work so women are constantly feeling out of place um, just for being themselves and then that's reinforced by the messaging of like women are crazy women are so hormonal uh, well you can't have a woman as president you just go to war unlike the men we haven't have all wars been started by men <laughs> <laughs> um you know so <laughs> exactly so it, it just really helps folks to understand because what we've seen is that women tend to feel they would self-report as feeling their best typically during the follicular phase which is when their hormonal pattern most closely mirrors men and that's because this is the way that society is set up, is around this men hormonal pattern. And I saw it for myself, this was like the other kind of aha moment in my business before I was tracking it. I would feel really good about my company and then I'd hit this day and then I would think I'm gonna fail, my company's mm -hmm. never gonna work, I should probably um, search for a job somewhere else, I'd be crying, sobbing, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. A week later, after my period, oh my God, my company's awesome. This is so great. Like, this is so cool. But it was just this hormonal pattern that I was not tuned into and I had never been taught about. And so I was like, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm cyclical. Rob, do you notice working with, especially working with me closely, I mean, you won't insult me, but do you feel, sometimes I'll go to Rob and I'll be like, I'm not, I'd be like, oh my God, like everyone hates me. Am I doing a good, like I always confide in Rob and I always be like, do people hate me? Like, am I doing a good enough job? And he's always super nice and confident about it. And but then, you know, like the next week I'll be like, I got this. I'm going to start something brand new with Nuboco. Like I'm going to do <laughs> all of this. And I'm sure. I've had times where I've had to remind you of like the confidence that you had the week before when you're like, 
oh, this isn't going to work. I was like, I'm like, no, no. And I'm like, no, no. A week ago, you were all about this. This yeah. is totally still going to work. So I can't say that I've noticed a pattern. I just know that <laughs> You have it on your agenda like, aha. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> now they're going to start tracking I, the I have my own flow. app. It's called, it's, <laughs> it's called the Rob Agenda. And I'm just oh. like, oh, oh, okay. This is where Jessica is this week. I got it. <laughs> um, no, I... I uh, I hadn't noticed any pattern. I mean, I've, I've just, you know, you're, you've always just struck me as like anyone. You have your good days, your bad days. There are days where you're feeling pretty good and days where you're kind of doubting yourself, which I think a lot of people go through. But it is a really interesting idea that that sort of thing can be tracked to a calendar as opposed to it just being randomly, well, today I feel like crap or today is a great day. You know, it's and I'm, I'm curious, too, because something like this would obviously affect, you know, 50% of the workforce. What has the response been thus far since this app has been released? I mean, there's a lot of really good testimonials for it on your website, but I'm curious, in general, when you've presented this to people, have, has it been like a big aha moment or has it been a tough sell to get people to really look at what this app can do? Yeah, it has been an aha. Typically when we talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, folks are like, oh my God, Yes, that is happening. I recognize that pattern instantly in myself now that you say that. Maybe they never tracked it, just like you're saying with Jessica, but <laughs> because, it, it, because it seems like far enough like from each other, those incidents, that it can feel like it's not a pattern. So it'd be interesting if you guys started tracking it, honestly, <laughs> and like get back to me for some market research. Um, but one of the comments that we get consistently from women and menstruators is like, there'd be no way to adapt my schedule this way. And because they know in their gut the way that like the world is structured around this other system. And so feeling like, who could I talk to? How could I bring this to my boss without one more thing getting stacked against me, stacked against me, stacked mm -hmm. against me? Even though lack of menstrual support is a $12 billion drain on the U.S. economy every year in terms of lost productivity. Wow. And that's on like the low end, right? Mm -hmm. And gender inequality is a $160 trillion problem in the global economy. And it's our thesis that menstrual equity and menstrual education would solve that, mm -hmm. would greatly, you know, create so much more money and capital in the world um, if we were just being equitable. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's hard for people to adopt because for one, I, I don't know if people are always looking for this because the dots have been so disconnected for them. They haven't been taught to understand their cycles in this way. And so it's hard to understand that they may even want that education. And then once they do, feeling shame or stigma, like, how could I even bring this up? So I tell people all the time, hey, you just start to make those notes for yourself. You don't have to tell your boss. If someone reaches out for a meeting, you just say, that time doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. How about this time instead? You don't have to tell people if you don't feel like you'll be supported, but you can support yourself in that way. And so I think this is going to take a lot of culture shift in order to see the kind of adoption I'd love because I, I want to help a million people in the next five years. And that's going to take a lot of strong voices and conversations because it has just been so systemically burdensome for women administrators. Well, I think that you've helped just me and I really appreciate it. But I also think that um, when we talk about periods and menstruation especially with like I have never openly talked about things like that with like um the men in my life but you know I think there's always that thought with like oh that's so gross let's not like I don't want to talk about your period and you're like you don't have to talk about like the physical like oh I'm on a heavy flow or I'm on a light <laughs> flow sorry Rob or you know like you would have thought like you know like I think it's just having open conversations but doing it in a professional way saying yeah like you said that time doesn't work for me because I am not going to be feeling my best or I'm not feeling my best right now and I think just like opening up the men understand that that's 
like with your app that men um or should understand that women go through these high hormone inflections and like that it's normal and that to capitalize on it because if you capitalize that one week where you have all that business like from when what you're talking about like oh my gosh that would be amazing if we built on that so it could be for sure a game changer and unfortunately i've just seen the conversation and i think this is what makes it hard for women is just like using it as another tool to manipulate or bash Mm -hmm. them or saying like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be in the workplace then if you can't handle it if you can't show up the same every single day then you shouldn't be here Mm -hmm. it's just like that is such an exhausting narrative women make up 47 percent of the workforce in the united states you cannot replace us so like replace your attitude and i think i've always seen (laughs) men who are like actually angry about things and physically want to slam doors i've never seen a woman like they we can control our emotions i feel a lot more than men can but it's that narrative that's so hard to change well there's and there's memes that i've seen going around where it's it's women sharing uh stupid things that men have told them about their bodies mm-hmm. like things that men genuinely believe about how women's bodies work or like where tampons go You're like how do you yeah. how do you pee if you have a tampon in yes like, yeah it's not the same hole it's <laughs> not the same oh my gosh yes like, I, I will say, i mean as a you know as a kid like i i distinctly remember the first time uh that i ever learned about a woman's period was because as a little kid, I read a lot of Stephen King, which tells you a lot about my brain right there. (laughs) I was a little kid reading Stephen King. And I was reading Carrie. And the opening scene in Carrie is that the the title character gets her period for the first time while she's in the like the high school shower with and all the other girls start like making fun of her Mm. and throwing tampons at her. And you know, and I'm like, you know, little eleven year old me (laughs) reading this and going, What? Wait. She what? Alex, and, and you got to get ahead of this because guys are learning about women's periods through Stephen King. You got to get ahead of this. It's true. I mean, not but but the truth is that I can't think of any time that like in school or anything like that. I mean, I think that I think that all the boys, you know, there there's a point in school where everybody gets sex, you know, you get divided up and you go into like sex ed class, but um it's basically just a lot of giggling and you don't really learn much substantial there. And so I'd say that it, there isn't... That's the problem right there. Mm-hmm. You pinpointed yeah. it. The 100%. fact that they're separated and given mm-hmm. different information is the reason we have got such a hard time having allies in the world. Because, let's just face it, the majority of systems are still run by men. The majority of governments, mm-hmm. the majority of budgets, the majority of appropriation of dollars and what we think is important is done by men currently on the globe. And they were taught very early that this is not your business. And you should not talk about it. And in fact, it's shameful if you talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the world should be run half and half by men and women. That's not the case yet. But it's I have a lot of compassion for men who are in those situations because they were taught do not talk about this. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So like, how do we expect them in some ways to then come full for full force and like come full circle when there's never been a moment, a reintroduction to that education. So when you're uncomfortable, obviously we use humor, we use these kind of jokes or these period euphemisms. So I, the menstrual inequality is really screwing everybody over. Yeah. This is a global problem that is a huge drain on our economy. And honestly, we are all suffering because we can't talk about something normal. I think like I'm a big proponent in women having or young girls, because I remember I used to miss about two or three days out of school just and even the the nurses who were women, they would always be like, well, you can't keep doing this. Like you can't keep missing school. And you're like, I know like it's not 
like I, for for you to miss school for two or three days while you're on your period is kind of it's not healthy like something should be checked but I just remember always missing homework or missing out on things because of that and then always being shamed by teachers or nurses because mm. I missed two or three days of school but I was in severe pain and I just couldn't do it and but there was like no um, understanding or lack of compassion about it because I feel the, the pain that girls go through I feel like needs to be you need to be quiet about it you need to just suffer in silence got to go to school like can you imagine if boys had periods I mean oh my god the disorganization the crying the the you know just being no well, offense to men but like you it know, would have already been taken care of oh absolutely. we would have already had medical research we would have had large-scale global conferences about solving men's period pain if men had period pain so the fact that we are supposed to just suck it up really is unfortunate and that's why I will shamelessly talk about periods until the day that I die to hopefully get enough Mm. energy and like (laughs) information into the space because we would we would not accept it if it was reversed and so I'm so sorry that that was your experience (laughs) it's no and I don't mean to bash males about this like i'm just uh, from oh, my I'll, experience I, i'm fine with bashing males. <laughs> well, you know, was, no, if you I, think I, of a male cold <laughs> i've had men in my life who've had colds and it's knocked them on their feet uh, off their feet but like you know women have colds and periods and then they also have children to take care of like they just get with it and i think sometimes like if if i always talk about the maturity that i had to go through when i got my period where my brother at 12 like completely different like he couldn't organize his backpack and then I had to keep track of this of when it was going to happen get homework pain everything it's just well kind of circling back to the the birth control conversation just uh, just briefly mm-hmm. it, um you know there's there's been a lot of talk in recent months about a male contraceptive pill and that one of the issues with it oh is gosh. some of the uh, some of like the the side effects, like some of the hormonal side effects that happen. And they were saying that uh, that men probably won't wouldn't be willing to take it for that reason. Refuse like ninety seven percent of isn't it just a shot or the, something? The, the side effects are a lot more mild than what women suffer from the female birth control pill. But the idea that oh well you know you, you know guys won't take this pill because it might cause them to not feel so great sometimes. Uh, but, Alex, oh yeah, take it but, away. But take women, it away, women, be, women can be on the pill, no problem. That's fine. That's fine. They'll just have to, to suck it up and deal with it. I mean, that's that goes right there to what you're talking about. Right. It's 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 honestly one of the most frustrating things to me about being in this space. Like you asked earlier, like what are some of the comments I got and. Or some of like the most consistent comments from men are, wow, this is like a really niche product. Like, good luck bringing it to market. Comment number two, like super interesting. When are you going to make something for men? <laughs> um, and then comment number three that I get most consistently, you know, I'm just afraid that you're alienating men by the by your tone in the way that you talk about this space. Um, or even some people asking me, like, do you like hate all men? Because that's like kind of the vibe you give off by talking about facts. Um, because I even <laughs> talked like can, recently in a presentation, the thing that actually set me over the edge to create the app after we had the physical product is I did a competitive analysis on the market. And that sent me down a crunch base rabbit hole. <laughs> and I found that a majority of my competitors, those companies were founded by men. The Flow mm-hmm. app, which is one of the largest apps on the market, founded by two dudes. 
the Clue app from Europe, one out of their three founders was a woman. Was a woman. That's the only woman I could find in any of the top companies. Glow and Eve by Glow. That was the guy. I'm pretty sure who started Acuity. So he made those two spin-off companies. And then Period Calendar, Period Tracker, which is a real shadowy operation because they've had like 300 million downloads, but I can't find anything about their founders on their About Us page. So I'm just gonna guess men. Um, so like, of all the top players in the industry there was one woman on any of those founding teams and i just talked about that statistic out loud and someone's like i really think you could be alienating the men in your audience i was like if math is so traumatizing to you go to therapy i didn't say that but i said that that was the part in my head i was like i can't even like talk about the truth without being seen as like an angry feminist i don't know if i can continue this podcast anymore i feel attacked Have you ever thought, Alex, that periods should just be for about men? Have you ever thought about oh. that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I, actually, Alex, I, I was reading uh, one of the, you know, you, you actually keep a number of blog posts on your website. You're regularly making updates and, and, and filling in, uh, you know, like news updates, things that are just going on. Yeah. And there was, uh, there was one that you had a month or two ago. That was about uh, the Roe v. Wade uh, or the uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Oh, that's not where I thought and you were going, but yes, okay. Oh, oh no! I thought you were going to talk about the Scotland one. Oh, the Scotland. The <laughs> dude, no, no, I read about that. No, I read about that, and all I did was shake my head, and I was like, I'm not even bringing wait, that bring up on the show. Wait, you can't um, bring up the one. Uh, I mean, we can if you want to. We'll do the row uh, one and then the other one. Uh, yeah, so, we'll see. Okay, yeah, we'll come back to that guy. Um, but, but you know, the one I was going to ask about was uh, that, that you were talking about in the wake of, of Roe v. Wade being overturned, that, uh, that that could possibly have an impact on the app for agenda. Yes, and you were, you were I was going to ask about that. You were kind that. of going into how privacy would still be protected mm-hmm. and... Um, and and I thought that was, I, that hadn't even occurred to me until I read that post, and I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I guess agenda would fall into that. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, but but just can you kind of reiterate some of the points that were made in that post, just about how you are protecting people's privacy and how the app, you know, like what you were recommending to users in the wake of that decision? Yeah. So it's security is something we're really diving into. It's obviously not my area of expertise, but something I've been reading voraciously about, you know, since this decision broke. Um, and we it was also always in the back of our mind. So just to kind of back up, we've always had a low cost subscription. And that's because there it's too easy, especially once you take investment to really get to see how valuable the data set is and to be encouraged to sell off people's most intimate data. Mm-hmm. And even before you know, this happened in the United States. I was thinking about use cases in Saudi Arabia or Afghanistan or countries around the world where women are not granted their full autonomy. Um, And I was like, wow, those governments kind of suck. I would never want someone to be able to gain access to their stuff. So I don't even want that possibility of thinking about selling stuff off. That's not my ethos anyway. So we've always had a low cost subscription and a really transparent business model because of that. So that's something that's always been in the back of my mind. And then when Roe got overturned, I'm like, well, we knew this was probably coming. This is heartbreaking. What are we going to do to answer this question? Because there's a couple of different things up in the air. So for one, when you have a product that is a service, part of the way that people get benefit is personalization. And so if there's not a feedback loop, if we're not connecting something from someone and then giving them back an output, you really reduce the amount of personalization. You reduce the amount that we can actually tell you as a user, hey, check this out, check this out, check this out, which are things that are gonna be coming in the future of the app. So I didn't really love that idea. And then there was um, one of our competitors who came out with anonymous mode. I'm like, okay, well the two kind of pieces to think about on that side for anonymous mode is, 
One, if how are you processing payment? If you're processing payment, it's not really anonymous because that can get tied back to their account somehow, you know, through smarter tech people than myself. But like if you're putting your credit card with your name on a product, even if that product's anonymous, it's hard to not is completely disconnect. Or then are they still selling users data, which they said they're not doing anymore? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so that doesn't feel like a great option. Um, Or, you know, so again, it's just like kind of we're, we have so much to offer in terms of the SaaS side, really offering this additional service, these additional supports for people. And so the place that I landed on for now is creating a bring your own planner mode. So that's what we're working on on the dev side right now. We came from the analog world, so paper tracking. And so what this version of the app will do, people can choose between bring your own planner or full tracking and bring your own planner. You track on paper, so you will never input anything into the system because the only way I can promise you 100% that I will never be able to give your data away is to not have it, hmm. <laughs> right? Like that's Amazing. literally the only thing that I could ever do to promise you without a shadow of a doubt because even if we were subpoenaed at some point, we may have to s- comply with a subpoena because as powerful as I believed myself to be, I am not more powerful than the United States government. So I, there's only so much uh, that I could do. I'm not going to hand it over to them willy-nilly, but if I got subpoenaed, I'd have to look at what is our legal responsibility. So bring your own planner mode. People would track on paper they can do a free download from us we've got one you don't even need to put your email address into to get it or they can bring their own planner or planning system and then use the app for all the wraparound services so what this would look like you know you're on day five of your cycle so you're still on your period you open up the app and instead of the days of the week across the top it shows the four phases so you would just click on the phase and it would show you the deep dive of the phase you would still have the content at the bottom and then when we release our menstrual cycle store you would have access to that as well so you would get all of the wraparound because again, almost no products on the market show you a deep dive on all four phases, mm-hmm. which really differenti- differentiates the agenda period. And you have all this other content and all of these other opportunities and resources that will be built in. So that's what we've come up with in terms of the most creative solution I could think of um, that would still feel honest and full of integrity because you know, to, in order to build out something way more expensive on the back end in terms of security, we're just not even seeing great resources in terms of end-to-end being truly effective. Also, then, that can cut down on personalization. So this is where we've landed on it. What I love is that, especially the importance of having a woman who is based off this app, is that you definitely thought of that and you understand the pain and insecurity that is needed after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, because definitely as soon as that was overturned, um, I deleted all the apps. I cleared all my information. I don't even in doctors or like, and if I ever have to fill out a form and they ask you, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. I can't. Not right now. And so I really appreciate that you are doing that and that that you understand. I think that's really important of having women on the back of these apps, especially period empowerment and education is because we understand the power of that, of having that. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So, uh, the other, the other, uh, blo- uh, blog that <laughs> Alex thought I was talking things. about <laughs> was, uh, that Scott, was it Scotland that appointed a, ma- a, a man as a, uh, as a period officer? Oh my so God. the country decided to have that, like they be the first <coughs> country that's going to provide free period mm-hmm. products across the whole country. And so this one, like, I don't know if it's a province or a state, but like this one big chunk of Scotland, they're like, this guy is the new period director, the period dignity officer. Is he like yeah. 80? No, no, he's like, he's a, like uh, there's like a picture of like a 30, 30 year old dude. Yeah. Of, uh, I mean, who's uh, like in the tobacco <sighs> industry. 
And I'm like, so I don't understand um, necessarily your crossover so in I'm, terms of. I'm from Scotland. I was born there. I just actually was there last, oh gosh, two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, just going to break out the Scottish accent. <laughs> they may take our peer. No, that's not. Please. Oh my gosh, Craig. I need you to delete that. Thank you. I never thought I'd hear you quote Mel They Gibson, may take our periods, but they may never take our freedom. Um, why? What, who, who was on that? It's Some like, other dudes that were like, this guy, well, he's going to crush it. You know, he's got it. It's did, like a, yeah. You did make an interesting point in that blog, though, because you, you expressed that <laughs> frustration Please, that, that you're expressing it. now. But, but then you also brought up, but, you know, but there does need to be allies. There needs to be awareness and that, you know, that, you know, men do make up half the population. So if if men are getting involved on this and accepting that, hey, this is a very, you know, this is something that we all need to be involved in, that could lead to a good thing. I still think it probably would make a lot more sense to have a woman be in charge of that program. But or, there, even but co- or even co-led, because allyship yeah. in my mind says, I, how can I use my power to clear things out of your way? Not how can I be over you? Absolutely, yes. Right? And so I, this is a... Um, if this is not appropriate, you can end up cutting it out. But I was thinking about this too. I'm just like, if I decide instead of the agenda period, I'm going to make um, a new athletic cup for men's balls. Like that's going to be my new company. I'm going to innovate in this space because I know balls better than anyone else. He cup. The he cup. And I am going, like I've had a lot of field research as they would say, you know, like I know balls. Um, Would that be appropriate for me to be the one leading the charge and telling everyone with balls what they needed? Can you make the slogan be strong enough for a woman but made for a man? I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's yeah. perfect. I think right like that wouldn't make sense for me to be like, "No, I got it and I'm actually going to tell you yeah. what you need for your testicles." Like that just would not <laughs> make sense. And so it's it's frustrating when it's constantly it feels patronizing when they're like, "No, no, little girl, I got this. Let mm-hmm. me let me sit down and like we will lead the charge on this." Cuz he even said something like, "I think more people will listen to me." And that's probably true. And that's bullshit. So like, why don't you use your position of power as an ally to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to actually, I would, I think this position would be better if we had a co-led team. Can, let's find, I'm happy to join it. Let's find another woman to co-sponsor this mission with me, preferably um, a black woman, a woman of color, you know, who is even more has this like intersectional marginalized view of menstruation and mm-hmm. menstrual problems. That is a way to use your allyship for a good mm-hmm. rather than saying, I'm going to take this position. Thank you very much. Like, there are better ways to do it. And so that's just when people ask me, how can I be a good ally? Talk to other people who don't have periods, help them get informed and then spread the conversation. I'll, I'll share a quick antidote. My grandpa, he gets to hear me talk about periods all the time. And he's on the library board of, of Washington County Library. And I was like, you know, you guys should really have free period products. And he's like, well, why would that be important? I was like, well, because sometimes you're out and about. And even when they have the coin operated machines, a lot of times they don't have any products in them. And it's really stressful if you get your period when you're out and about. This is a problem. And this is the public space that's doing a lot of public good things. You guys should have them. And he brought it up to the board. He used his position of privilege and power to get free products in the in the bathroom at the library. Go Alex's grandpa. Yeah, a little cutie, right? So like that's a great example of how we can how allies can support. He brought it up because no one wanted to talk about it. Other women on the board wouldn't have wanted to Mm -hmm. bring that up because it would feel weird for them to bring it up. But as soon as he says something like, "Of course, this is a fantastic idea. Let's do it." They reached out to Aunt Flo, which is a cool company out of Ohio. Another great female entrepreneur started that company. They're stocking their products because an an ally 
stood up and said something maybe uncomfortable in a place where other people couldn't bring that up without being seen as weird. Mm -hmm. And so now they've got free period products in the library. That's, That's freaking awesome. awesome. There should also be free period products everywhere. Um, that is, yes. <laughs> they should be just tossing that out like candy. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, when we were first talking about doing this episode, you had mentioned that uh, that you might have some news you were going to be bringing with you for the program, and uh, so I wanted to I wanted to tee you up and, and let you share what that news is. Let it flow. Woo! Yeah. So the agenda period has been really lucky to be supported from our community from the beginning. We've do, done two Kickstarter campaigns. We've had some support from local angels or even investment from Cedar Rapids and from the Iowa Network. And we are to an inflection point where we're going to raise some more capital. So we were really considering how we wanted to do this. And given the state of the world and given everything that's going on, we have decided to do a community round. So we are raising money on WeFunder that is kicking off in just a few short weeks. So this is an equity um, crowdfunding campaign. So people who invest in this campaign will actually become part owners of the agenda period and help drive the direction of the company. So we are super duper excited to be bringing this back to our community because we know we can build cool stuff in Iowa that doesn't always have to do with ag. And so we want to just like really give people an opportunity to invest early and see the most potential for upside. Normally these things don't happen until companies IPO, but thanks to things like equity crowdfunding, it's giving folks an opportunity to generate wealth and redistribute wealth and so we're really excited to have this as our next branch of funding and we know it's going to be super exciting so if you are interested in human rights and equality and cool ass techs you should come uh join our campaign and so if somebody wants to learn more about it where do they go I will send you a link for the show notes and they can check everything out about our campaign, but it's going to be on the WeFunder platform and you would just search the agenda period. Okay. Okay. And will you also link to it through uh, the agenda periods website as well? It'll be on our website. It'll be on our Instagram. You're going to see it everywhere. You can reach out to me personally. I will send you the link. Um, We're just super duper excited to give folks this opportunity and it's, it's a, a way to say thank you, really. Um, it's a way to continue to build something with our community and thank people at the, at the grassroots level for getting involved. And if people do want to reach out to you personally with either because of this campaign or just in general if they have questions about Agenda Period, what's the best way to reach you? Is it through LinkedIn or is it through your website? What's LinkedIn is great. My email is alex, A-L-Y-X, at the Agenda Period, all spelled out, um, theagendaperiod.com. Our website is www.theagendaperiod.com. So really, Instagram, Facebook, we're all over the place. Whatever you need, I'm happy to answer questions. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Alex. This has been a great conversation. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how the campaign goes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Thanks so much to our guest, Alex, for coming onto the show. Remember, you can find her on LinkedIn or on the Period Agenda website. And she's a great person to talk to, so get in touch. If you love the show, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also visit our blog, nubo.com slash blog, to find key takeaways summarized and detailed. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Media Group. For more information, go to lasmediagroup.com. Finally, we would sure love if you consider a donation to NuboCo. Your contribution to our nonprofit helps us continue to serve innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs across the state of Iowa. To learn more, visit nuboco.com slash donate or follow us on Instagram. 
And uh, by the way, it's nubo.co. It's not com. <gasps> Don't worry. Everybody makes that mistake. In fact, I was going to correct you the first time, and I was like, no, 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 no. Let's let's just let it flow. Cause, oh, my uh, gosh. Everybody, because no, seriously, that constantly happens. So make sure if you look us up, it's nubo.co, not .com. It's weird, but that's just how we are at Nubo.co. Uh, hey, so thanks again for listening to us. And yeah, this was a great conversation. It was an amazing conversation. I have never wanted to talk about periods more. I, uh, same, same. There you go. You took it really well. Well done. Thank you. You really let that conversation This was flow. much more informative than reading Carrie. I will say that. <laughs> thanks, everybody. <laughs>